right? We got a lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a lull right now. That. You don't got time for that. Right? Let's go. Crank it. Crank it. Let it cross. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson and Nick Springer on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into another edition of Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Derek Johnson with Nick Springer on another day here for RCST. Not just any day. Mm. Chief Super Bowl Parade Day. That's right. Super Bowl Parade just wrapped up. It was a long one, man. Felt longer than the last one. No, last one was pretty long, too. Was it? Yeah. They had a lot of people talk. A lot of, I don't know. It was a good time. We're going to share a bunch of audio for that coming up in the 4 o'clock hour and talk all about it. So uh, tune in around 420 for that segment. We've also got another edition of Florida Man Mad Libs at 4. I guess we didn't know. We took last week off. Yeah, we did. We didn't tell anybody. That's okay. But we're back this week. It was, uh, it's like Super Bowl week. We had a week off in between. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So we'll have that around 440 as we're coming back to that. We are out a little early today, 545 for pregame coverage of the KU women's basketball game with tip off at six o'clock. We'll get to some Bill Self audio and some other stuff throughout the show. We've also got an interview with Anderson McConnell of the KU hockey team is their head coach ahead of the KU Missouri hockey game that'll take place tomorrow. Over at Cable Dom Arena, you can still get your tickets at CableDomArena.com, and you can tune into the game with Joel Becker on the call uh, here on KLWN. But how about a big one for KU last night? Yeah, that was fun. Kansas goes on the road, takes down Oklahoma State, and I thought that that was. I mean, there there are other games that KU has scored more points this season. Yep. But when you add in the competition, Oklahoma State is one of the best defenses in the country. I think right now they're ranked eighth, but coming in they were like fifth. And you also add in that, you know, KU had to deal with some foul trouble and some uh, a couple sprained ankles or rolled ankles, whatever the, the official classification is in there. That was about as good of an offensive execution game as I can remember from KU this season. Yeah, they were excellent. They were excellent on offense. And... Not only did they execute well on the half court, but Oklahoma State was pretty lackadaisical with the ball, and that created a lot of transition opportunities. And this game, told, what this game told me was, it don't matter how good your defense is. If you let Kansas run on the open floor and in transition, you're going to have a bad time. You're <laughs> not going to have very much fun. I don't care if you've got the greatest defense of all time out there or the best five defensive players you can come up with. If you're letting them run in transition like that, you're, it's not going to be a good time for you. Yeah, they, they got out and traded. And, and sometimes there's only so much you can do. Like, there is a certain amount of transition defense you can play, but if you're turning the ball over, which Kansas... Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, in the second half especially, Oklahoma State was turning the ball over, like, just getting it in off a made basket. Yeah. and then Or they would get up the court and they would try a cross-court pass that got intercepted easily. And, and this is the last two games that Kansas has been able to get a, a lot of steals, and it's led to, you know, free or flowing offense and everything. Uh, but, like, Oklahoma State, to show you how good of a defense they are, I mentioned the stat yesterday. Only twice all season they had given up 75 or more points. That's it. Mm. You put up 87. Only six times all season they had given up 70 or more points. And here are some of the top offenses they've played. They have played, I guess by the... Well, they played Baylor. I think Baylor is a is one of the top offenses, right? They've played 
eight games against top 26 offenses and seven against top 19. And yes, Baylor's number one in offense. Um, They give up 74 to Baylor. Against UConn, who's number 11 in offense, they give up 74. Against Texas in both their games, who was ranked 12th, they give up 56 one game. The other was 89. That's the most points anybody scored on them. Against West Virginia, who's 18th, they only gave up 60. Against KU in the first meeting, it was 69. And then against Virginia Tech, who's 26th, they give up 70. So only two of those teams have even crossed the 80-point plateau, Texas and Kansas. Uh, that was unbelievable execution. Unbelievable. And, yep. and you're right. It was, the transition game certainly helped, but... Even in the half court, it just felt yep. like they were. Everybody was cutting and setting screens harder. It felt like they were getting open shots. Guys were knocking down shots. Grady Dick was involved. Yeah, well, and it was another game where Jalen was kind of meh, right? Like you didn't really. It wasn't just Jalen going off, right? It was Grady Dick. It yep. was even Dewan Harris getting involved with a three or two. It was Joe Yesfu at times looking like he didn't know what sport he was playing, and at other times making great plays. So you know it was it was a it was a collective team effort, and then Ernest Ernest Uday and KJ Adams did a great job of kind of and also Bill Self did a great a great job of navigating their foul situation, and even Zuby Ejiofor came in and, and gave some solid minutes. I thought as well he made one of the big plays in the game. I think in the second half where I think it was Dewan tried to throw it to him, and he was like triple teamed. He juggles the ball around somehow, manages to come up with it, and kicks it to Grady Dick who who hits a three right. And the thing with Grady Dick is like when that dude is on. He does. He just doesn't miss, right? He just he just doesn't miss. It's insane. Uh, even uh, do you remember that play in the second half where Kansas had like two on the shot clock and the ball got tipped near half court and Grady just grabbed it and just spun around and threw it at the rim. Yes, it almost went in. Yes, it almost went in. Like uh, that was just insane. If that shot goes in, it's the greatest shot <laughs> in regular season Kansas basketball history, right? <laughs> I mean, I I think it has to be. I mean, it was insane. <laughs> that would have been ridiculous. So, um, yeah, I mean, I thought that. Yeah, you're right. Like a lot of guys stepped up and had those plays. I thought the game kind of to me it boiled down to two individual offensive stretches, sort of, or maybe not just offense, but yeah, just stretches of the game. So the stretch that Grady Dick went on to end the first half, where he it's not just the three he had at the buzzer. He had a uh, one or two like transition layups. Yeah, well they went on a six zero run I think to end the half. Yeah, right? it was thirty seven thirty three and they got it to thirty nine thirty seven and a half. So he three. has that to end the half, and then he to begin the second half couldn't miss. Yeah. It's like a three or two. He, uh, I want to say he had like a layup or a runner. He had a, a deep mid-range shot. Like, you couldn't miss. That stretch by Grady Dick, that gave you the cushion. And then the stretch where Dewan Harris goes out with the injury. And then you have Jalen Wilson, Ernest Duday out with fouls. And basically you're like, well, who's going to be the guy right now? Kevin McCuller had a huge stretch for like two minutes where he was the facilitator, he had a deep mid-range shot, I think he had another bucket in there, I think he made a nice defensive play, like he had a rebound in there. Those two individual stretches, I think, won KU the game. Both yeah, those guys. And we and we talk a lot about Dewan Harris kind of being the the catalyst or being the spark that the rest of the offense needs to kind of come, come together. And again, you look at his stat line, two of seven, one of two from three, five points. He, he ended up with five rebounds, but nine assists, right? To me... That's the quintessential Dewan Harris stat line. Like, he doesn't need to be scoring 10, 12, 14, 16 points a game, even five points. And he hits a three. He hits an open three, right? All, and that, that's the thing. It's like, remember when Bill Self talked about it going deep, right? That's basically all it is, is if Dewan Harris goes one for two from three every game, that's awesome. That's literally, that's great, right? And he only scored five points, but he had nine assists. He was a, he was a facilitator. He did all the right stuff. He obviously played through a rolled ankle, which 
I don't understand. What do, what do we got to do to get a stoppage? First of all, I don't. Under, I didn't get <laughs> yeah, that at all. Like, Dewan is running around there on one leg for like three whole possessions, and we can't get an official to get a stoppage. Well, to be fair, I think that's kind of on KU at that point because like he was trying to play through. If he wanted to, he could have just like sat down, just and fell like, down. Please, yeah, please, like or Bill Self could have called a timeout like after yeah. they hit the. Three. Well, they may not have given him the timeout that's anyways because yeah. they didn't give it to that's him later true. in the game. Yeah, you don't see that happen very often. Bill Self was I'm, very mad. I'm pretty shocked so. that he did not get a technical foul there actually, mm-hmm. uh, because he was when they showed him he was going ballistic mm-hmm. on the sidelines. Which, uh, listen, that's fair. If you call timeout and they don't give it to you, I would understand why you'd be a little upset about that. You know, imagine uh, flipping that timeout in the Manhattan one. Like, if we can somehow trade spaces to where, in time. To the where K-State the official, one, he calls timeout, but the, K- but the official doesn't, give doesn't it to see him. it against K-State. <laughs> and so they, they win that one in Manhattan. <laughs> and then this one, they do give it to him yep. in time. You and know? Then they get a chance to inbound Yeah, it. and then they win both games. Perfect. Um, I, I I am a little worried though, like going back to those injuries. Yeah, I'm just hoping that this wasn't a situation of KU won the battle but lost the war. In terms of you won a very important game, you're now tied for first in the Big Twelve, but the long term injuries of Dewan Harris and Kevin McCullough, and maybe it's not even long term. Like neither of I mean, those look really super just severe. The next game, but Baylor. exactly, yeah. exactly. Because Baylor game. What's so even worse important. about that is Baylor played on Monday, so they have an extra day of rest on top of that. To prepare for Kansas. And so, it's like, what does Baylor do well? They have three really quick, fast guards that you're going to have yep, to guard. They're going to put you on ice skates. Well, those are your and... two best defensive players, and you're going to have to be really shifty guarding them because they're really quick. Yeah, it's it's not ideal. No. But I I think they're going to be fine. That, that's me speaking both as a fan and also just hoping that they're fine. <laughs> yeah. I think they're going to be fine. I think so. We'll we'll dive deeper into the injury stuff um, in a later segment. But I, I it is good to bring up, certainly uh, the aftermath. I know Matt Tate pointed out on Twitter that uh, both players neither left in a boot. They were both just taped up. That's always a good sign. Yeah. Now, um, I think that it was a very interesting game from the bench. Yes. You had what you said, Joe Yesvu. I decided last night okay. to roll with this. Uh, okay, so you have your metaphor. I'm going to give you mine. So okay. You go first. All right. For me, Joe Yesvu is a, a professional skateboarder. So, like, if you ever watch, like, professional, which, like, I, I rarely, if ever, do. Like, I, I watched it in the Olympics uh, this past year for a brief bit and, like, I don't know, whatever. But I'm, a big I'm aware white guy? Uh, no, okay. I'm, I'm not Tony super Hawk? big into the You didn't play Tony Hawk's No, I did, I did, I did that, know, but, like, like, when you were, like, 10? But I'm just saying I'm not, like, actively watching it. So. Dude, original Xbox, Tony Hawk's American yeah, Wasteland. Yeah, great. That game was awesome. Um, But, like, basically professional skateboarders, they're going to do this, like, insane trick it's like that was a 720 back axle side flip, whatever. And you're like, holy cow, how did he do that? Like, I would die. I would hit my face on the ground and I would be dead. I would literally be dead. Um, and so it looks awesome. And it's like this yeah. crazy, you know, that's Joe Yesu. It's like he'll hit these like layups where he's given up like two feet on the guy and he somehow hits it or he, he, he's like 5'9 and he'll dunk it or he'll hit a big three for you. And then there's sometimes where the professional skateboarder, you know, has this awesome trick lined up, and they just fall on their butt. They just fall on their butt. They try to, you know, I don't know, grind the rail, and they just fall, and they, it, it's a mess, and it looks really bad. And that's Joe, yeah, like, he'll be wide open for a corner three, and it's like a really bad clank that's about to, like, wedgie in the rim. That's Joe Yesvu. It's like, when it's on, it's on. But, like, it's also, you're going to miss tricks. You're going to miss shots, and when you do, it's going to look bad. My metaphor for watching Joe Guest Fu is that 
it's just a roller coaster. You just get on, you strap in, you don't know what's going to happen. Okay, no. Actually, even better. I just thought of something even better. It's like a, a roller coaster, but you're blindfolded. So you don't even know what's coming. Okay. You just you just you just get in, mm-hmm. you strap in, and you're just you're just there for the vibes. <laughs> you're just there for whatever's gonna happen, right? He's gonna make some, it's gonna be awesome. There's gonna be times where it's exhilarating, and then there's gonna be other times where you're just sitting there and it's it's just it's it's nothing, right? Like the the step back when he was wide open in transition three that he left that almost airballed. That was maybe one of the worst open threes I've ever seen in my entire life. It was it was really bad. <laughs> but well, then he but then he like dunked it like two possessions before that. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough, and but then, also again, like he's out there to shoot. So the thing yeah. about it is, like, I don't want to get mad at him for shooting and missing because that's what Kansas needs him to do. They need him to shoot. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you can't complain about it. That's that's just going to be kind of the the nature of the beast. There, he also had three steals. So like you know, he was he was making a lot of uh, a lot of fun one. And obviously, um, he's very athletic. So it's yeah, it's fun to watch. Then you you further go down the bench of just like the kind of a weird game, like up and down nature of it. The two big men off the bench with with Zuby and Uday combined four points, three rebounds in 20 minutes, but also like I thought they had good moments for you. You talked about the the Zuby pass to Grady. Um, Uday had all the foul trouble too. He ended up fouling out, but like... He played pretty well. He did. I mean, those plays where you have him in the middle of the defense and somebody's trying to post him up and he just either pokes it from the side because he's length or like he yeah. just has his hands up and they try to pass it to someone else and he just knocks it free. Like you yep. can't teach when, that size and length. Well, yeah. When, when Ernest is playing defense in the post, I think that gives you a good idea of how long his arms are and how that helps him play defense because he'll have a guy, he'll, a guy will be back trying to back him down and Ernest, his arms are so long that without fouling, he can just reach his arms in and do whatever he wants. It's crazy. But also, he does foul a lot, which, you know, for a freshman, that's fine. Those That's stuff you're going to get better at, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, so, Zuby, Zuby was good, too, I thought, in his time. But, KJ, listen, Caleb Boone put on a clinic against KJ yeah. Adams. KJ Adams had KJ Adams had maybe his worst half of post-defense of the season in the first half against Caleb Boone. No, that's fair. Um, I do think just kind of finishing off this bench thought, though uh, – it was funny. We saw MJ Rice, like, really nothing notable there. I did think it was very interesting. I know Bobby Pettiford got, it seemed like, injured again because he went on the bike afterwards. But the fact that he played at all, maybe that t- I don't know. Maybe it was just, hey, Dewan's injured. Like, D- Bobby can only play in case of emergency, and this is the emergency. Yeah. But there's another part of me that goes, you know, maybe, maybe Bobby has lost out to Joe a bit here in the race. And I know... Again, with Bobby, he is more of a backup one, and Joe's more of like a combo guard, more of a backup two. But we did see after Bobby went back to the bench on the bike, like there was a stretch there where Joe was in at the point guard. Yeah. So yeah, I do wonder if the combination of the injuries, missing time, Joe having a few games here or there, Bobby having a few games where he struggled, if Joe has moved ahead of Bobby on the rotation. Well, there was one point in the game because of foul trouble where you had KJ and Ernest on the floor at the same time, which I don't think has happened at all this whole season. Yes. Well, Along uh, with, I like, think it happened for like, a minute and, or two against And K-State. then, like, I think Joe and Bobby were both out there, plus, like, Kevin McCuller. Like, that was a lineup for a few minutes. Like, yeah, I mean, cer- certainly when you consider that, like, KU's potential Achilles heel in the NCAA tournament or tr- when trying to make a run is is foul trouble, right? Because they just they run out of bodies pretty quickly. I mean, y- you feel... You feel better about the five position with with 
what Ernest can do in case KJ gets in foul trouble, and then in this game particularly, like even Zuby coming in, like you feel pretty good about that. But if Jalen's in foul trouble, and if, or if Jalen and Kevin are both in foul trouble or something, then suddenly you're down to basically like your MJ Rice plus Joe, like that that could be something that could roar its head at some point this season, the rest of the season, I think. Yeah, but overall, that is a gigantic win. Um, what we said yeah. yesterday. Going in, we said, if you lose the game, it's not going to be a huge deal. It's not going to change our thoughts on this team, but it will be a missed opportunity because Texas got upset by Texas Tech earlier in the week. Mm. If you win, you're now tied for first with five to go, and basically any of your shortcomings that happened in the first 12, 13 games of the Big 12 season have been washed away. We're now in a new season. And listen, I feel like this has been the case for a while now since the Big 12 has kind of become the the cream of the crop of college basketball. What has What's really the difference between winning the Big 12 and finishing second or third in the Big 12 is not tripping up against lower against the lower teams in the Big 12. So, for example, Texas losing to Texas Tech, that that's a game that will lose you the Big 12, right? And not that this Oklahoma State game was a game for KU to lose the Big 12, but kind of the same idea. It's like Oklahoma State is, if they had won the game, maybe they might have been, but they, they aren't necessarily in that title contention group. So the fact that you're able to go on the road and win this game for Kansas is huge. And now you get a chance to defend home court against Baylor in the biggest game of the season, basically, to set yourself up to be potentially in in complete control of first place. Well, and this is, I mean, this is the one because obviously, I mean, Baylor's really good. They've been the team contending with you for the Big 12 the past few years. They're also tied for youth first. But, like, if you just look at it this way, if we keep circling back to the idea that 12 wins gets you at least a share of the Big 12, which I don't know if you still think that way, but... I kind of think it might be you might have to get 13 now. I'm wondering the same, but you know, at the very least, 12 puts you in contention and puts you in contention for a one seed too. <clears throat> yeah, overall, um, if that's the case, KU's at nine wins. Nick, what's 12 minus nine? Three. Okay. And how many home games does KU have remaining? Baylor and Texas Tech and West Virginia. That is three. Three. So take care of serve at home. You got 12. You should have a chance. Yeah. And then, I mean, if, if we're looking at it that way, then if you beat if you can beat TCU on the road, then you're fine. That's the thing. Take care of, uh, of, of everything at home and then win one of your next two road games. Boom. There's the formula. Boom. So. Look at that, dude. I thought I was – we're so good at math, Derek. I thought I was bad at math. We're just geniuses. I was trying to lift you up, give you some easy I mean, we ones just there. Solved, the park. We just solved the, the whole problem. Solved the riddle. Everything. Boom. Uh, we're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we'll have our uh, Rock Chalk Pick-A-Hawk recap. Anderson McConnell, the head coach of the KU hockey team, going to join us a little bit after that. we got another edition of What's Nagging Nick, Chief Super Bowl Parade Talk, Florida Man Mad Libs, Bill Self Audio, plenty more coming at you later throughout the show here on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. With Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson. This is FM 1017, 1320 KLWN, KLWN.com, and the KLWN app. Depend on it. About half past three, you're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN, KLWN.com, or the KLWN app with Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson, and uh, we're going to have some Chiefs Super Bowl Parade talk and play some audio coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. I think we're going to start, we'll start doing this, I don't know if you want to do it this Thursday or next Thursday, but we'll start doing like a uh, Chiefs exit interview off-season 
type of talk. We'll go through like once a week, like okay. on Thursdays, do a position. So this week we'll do quarterbacks or next week whenever we decide to do it. Okay. Do we let it breathe for a week with the Super Bowl or do we go right into it? We can let it breathe, I think. Okay. If you want. Yeah. We can we'll let it breathe. Out. You know? Gotta Just, give some time for everyone to celebrate still before that's we true. get into Yeah, I, that's the thing. I, I hate the Although Chris Jones started the run it back. He did at the parade, but like what, what I what I don't like is like, and, and I don't mean to call anyone out because like I I know people aren't doing this like out of spite or anything. And it's not hurting anyone, so okay. who cares? But what's, like, what's your deal? No, I just like when it's like, hey, the the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl, and then like two hours later, it's like, okay, now that we're into draft season, the Chiefs should check it, and it's like, can we just, oh. can we, can we you just don't celebrate like the, for you like, don't like a week? draft talk for like a week? For, I'm fine with draft talk, but can we for like the week? You know, maybe, maybe a few days, <laughs> maybe like the whole day is too uh, bullpen. I don't know. Oh, that's fine. Too much. That's to ask, fine. I understand. You know? Well, it's like you know. I mean, usually, I guess this happens more in college sports, but usually, like the day after the national championship, you get somebody's like way yeah. too early top twenty-five. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the same deal. I feel like. Yeah, I guess. But even I see, I don't mind that as much because that's just more of a snapshot of you being able to be like, okay, this is supposed to be good next year. Okay, what's the difference between that and the draft? That is like focusing on, hey, we need to add all these players and that players. Like, just celebrate, just enjoy. You know? Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer. Okay. Um, some rivalries stand the test of time. The University of Kansas Jayhawks battle the Missouri Tigers on the ice at Cable Dahmer Arena. Cable Dahmer is a great venue to feel close to the action. Come out on February 16th for a rivalry at the rink. Tickets are on sale now. That's tomorrow. Check out the group ticket pricing. I'll be heading out there as well. You can get 15% off normal tickets with groups of eight or more. Get your tickets or learn more about birthday party party packages for rivalry at the rink between Kansas and Missouri on February 16th. That's Thursday tomorrow at CableDomerArena.com. That's CableDomerArena.com. We just gave out free tickets yesterday. Go buy your own tickets at CableDomerArena.com. We had some people very excited about their tickets also. So yeah, we cool. did. Yeah, that was fun. Happy to give those out. We gave out a bunch of four packs to people. <clears throat> Hopefully you uh, enjoy. Uh, we have an interview with their head coach, Anderson McConnell, coming up in about 10 minutes from right now. So Rock Chalk Pick a Hawk right now, or from last night. You continue your streak. Don't let me get hot, Derek. I, it's too late now. I have I'm already hot. hot. Yeah, yeah, I'm already hot. You've won five in a row? Something no, like that? No, I four think in a row? four in a row. Okay. It is now 12 to 11, so my uh, large lead is now down to yep. just one. This has been a season of runs because it was like six to one to start for you. And then I won like five or six in a row, and then it was like seven to seven, and then you won five in a row, and then now I've run, I think, four in a row. Yep. You won 101 to 83. So I feel like every time I've taken Jalen Wilson lately, it's been like one of his few down games. <laughs> <laughs> I had him last night, and it was more of a down game for him, which, you know, up until him hitting that big end one to kind of close out the game, like, yeah, that was a pretty maybe the most game. down game for him. Well, I mean, well, Texas. I guess the Texas game, yeah. Yeah, the Texas game. Uh, so Jalen only ended up with 17 for me. Your first pick was Dewan Harris. He had 30. He just filled up the stat sheet, five points, nine yep. assists, five rebounds. That's got to yeah, be the a five rebounds. rebounds. Yeah, yeah. I was say, the five rebounds is pretty surprising. Kevin McCuller got you 38, which normally when he's put up high totals in pickhawk, it's because he gets like eight to 12 rebounds. Yeah. He, so that, rebounds. he was just efficient. He was efficient. He scored 15 points. He had eight assists. Eight assists. That's career high. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. Kevin McCuller, best player on the team? Question mark? Maybe. 
like over the last two weeks? Well, remember last week somebody asked our mailbag, which you should submit questions, by the way, for tomorrow. But last week somebody asked, could you argue Kevin McClure is the most important player on the team? But then it's like this cyclical argument that you get into where it's like... It becomes a different player every time. Yeah, it's like, dude, you, you, you can well argue for, for Jalen, yep. you can argue for Dewan. No, the correct, answer for Kevin. the correct answer is Jalen. You can argue yeah. for any of basically any of the five starters Yep, you can argue for at any given game. So in this game, sure, Kevin. Yep. Um, I had KJ Adams. He had 18. He had to deal with foul trouble. I thought Grady Dick was going to score a lot more for you. He only had 31. Yeah, I did too. He uh, he had 31, but he had 26 points. He had seven missed shots, but he didn't really do much else. No, I that. think three rebounds, a couple assists. Yeah, three rebounds. He also had two turnovers. Yeah. But still, you know. I mean, get 30, listen, 31 in Pickhawk, that's, that's pretty good. That's it's very good. good, but unfortunately, I didn't get enough from my top two guys to make it worth more. And then we go to the next round. I had Musa Cisse, who KU again shut down. He did yeah. have a ton of rebounds. He had 11 uh, rebounds. Yeah, I mean, he still, he still impacted the game off the bench, certainly. But not from necessarily a scoring standpoint. Yes, 100%. Um, I think he went two for seven from the floor. There was one uh, There was one play where they tried to run a lob to Ernest, and I think ended up there was actually ended up a foul getting called on Ernest because Musa Cisse, like, broke it up, and then Ernest got called for the foul. And that, mm-hmm. like, that was the play where, like, that works against Oklahoma. That works against Texas. Didn't work there. Yeah, that was just an example of, of of one guy through his sheer size disrupting a play that against other teams would work easily for Kansas. So then you had Joe Yesifu who had 13 points, solid game for him with the three steals. Uh, John Michael Wright was your Oklahoma State pick. That was a great pick. He ended up hitting six threes, but he did like nothing else. So he only ended up with 12 points. Yeah, I know. Well, neither one of us picked Caleb Boone. That would have been the guy to pick. No, okay, 27 yeah. points with nine rebounds. Yeah, Bryce Thompson would have been far off. And then you had Zuby, who had four. I had Jankovic, who had zero. MJ Rice got me minus three. <laughs> That's fun. I think he had a turnover and a foul because it was the same. It was all one, you know. The, the, the foul was a turnover. The turnover was a foul. Finkel is Einhorn. So uh, you ended up winning 101 to 83. That sucks, Derek. And it does suck. It does suck for me. I'm now up 12 to 11. Uh, you could possibly tie it for the game Saturday against Baylor. All right, we're going to take a timeout. Anderson McConnell, head coach of the KU Hockey Club, will have their game airing on KLWN tomorrow night. You can still get tickets at cabledomarena.com. He is going to join us next, talk a little KU hockey ahead of their matchup against Missouri. This is RCST. You're listening on KLWN. Depend on it. Welcome back into Rock Chalk Sports Talk here on KLWN with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson, and we've got the uh, KU hockey game coming at you tomorrow night. You can hear it on KLWN, klwn.com, and the KLWN app starting at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. You can also still get tickets to the game. Go to cabledomerarena.com. We're joined now by the head coach of the KU hockey team. That would be one, Anderson McConnell. Um, so I guess first things first, what's kind of your – your background with hockey, what led you to this point, at uh, this position with the team? Yeah, absolutely. I uh, grew up in Kansas City playing hockey. Um, played played for the Kansas City Stars uh, with Gary, Gary Emmons. And um, so I went to KU, um, played my freshman year, and, and kind of ended up actually not being able to do both uh, school and, and hockey. So I kind of uh, ended up putting it to the side and just focusing on school and around my junior year 
um, really started to miss it. And um, at that point, the club had actually folded um, due to just financial issues and um, and players not really being able to commit. So uh, by my senior year, I had uh, another group. Um, I ended up meeting Rhett Johnston and a, and a couple other guys and wanting to restart it. So I knew my brother was going to be coming to school, and um, he also played. And we ended up uh, just kind of restarting it. I think it had been my, my senior year, and um, I played my fifth year, and then graduated, and after graduation, I, um, you know, jumped into the coaching role and took on from there. So ever since about 2016, I've been coaching. So it's been a, it's been a heck of a ride, um, a lot of fun, and yeah, I love it. Do you have a a favorite moment, a favorite memory uh, from from your time coaching here? Um, man, there's quite a few. Um, Going to nationals um, was was pretty remarkable. Um, that would have been about four years ago, and but you know these border war games have been also incredible. Um, probably the first one we won probably go in my head as 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 a top three memory for sure. Uh, just you know, it's it's competitive and that rivalry is real, but it's also just really cool to see. Um, people come out for for club hockey uh in kansas city it's pretty pretty amazing um to hear the rock chalk chant um when you when you end up winning a game uh, as a club sport is it kind of gives you it gives you shivers and then now at the same time like you say i mean it's just not very many athletes and 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 that get to in organizations that get to hear that so uh that that's probably number one i would say is just hearing that rock chalk chant after winning we're talking with Anderson Pretty McConnell, cool. head coach for uh, the KU Hockey Club here on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Is is that a push at all from the club to try to eventually become a sanctioned sport, or is it just kind of, you know, let us know what we're dealing with and, and we're going to make it happen? Well, we just want to keep getting better every year if we can. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's a lot that, that goes into, you know, getting a sanctioned team. Um you know, a lot of it would be out of our control. But but the more we can grow the sport and the popularity, the way I view it is um, just growing the popularity in in the Kansas City area as well, you know. And, and if, you, if you build it, they will come kind of deal, and we keep kind of pushing for it. And I think eventually, yeah, if, if, if you do the, do the right stuff and keep the, you know, keep the popularity of the sport and show that um, that it can happen – it'll 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 happen and we wouldn't be the first ones i mean it's kind of the the natural progression of these club teams to go ncaa d1 but there's definitely a progression within the acha and this club level at uh to go you know club level d1 so um it's it's pretty pretty cool and and all we do is just keep keep doing what we can do uh, to, to get better as a club as an organization as an organization as individuals um and keep giving these students um, opportunities to be involved, be involved with the sport, and both 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 for players and managers. Um, it's been you know a really cool thing to to watch, just as from a coaching perspective. Not just the players that are involved, but these off ice managers that really put a lot into, and a lot of our success has been due to their work and and what they've brought to us. So, yeah, we would love to. Um, you know, that's the goal. I think one day. But at the same time, it just starts every day um, being better uh, as 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 an organization and as a club.
Cup. For people who are going to be watching you guys for maybe the first time or, or tuning in on the radio for the first time, uh, what's kind of your style of play? What What is it that, that you want your team to be known for that when you know you play another team, you want them to say about you guys? Sure. Um, discipline. Um, we play fast. We play hard. But it's simple hockey. Um, you know, keep 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 things to the to the as much as we can to the degree that we can control them, and that that starts with just um, controlling the controlling the lines, our blue lines, getting the pucks in deep, pucks on net, and and when game when you play in games like this, big games against a good team, Missouri is they're the real deal um, going to nationals. But you can control a lot of the game as much as you can control. Um, by keeping the game simple. So all year we've been uh, a gritty team, uh, a simple hockey kind of team, no flash, no, uh, you know, nothing special, but as far as speed and, and, and discipline that we, that's what we bring to our, our game. Um, and it, and it serves us well. And we're, we've really, in my opinion, have been um, picking up as far as having success um, and, and believing in that, that kind of system. Who have been some of your guys' top players so far and, and players to kind of keep an eye on? Absolutely. Yeah, Caleb Duso, uh, number 11. He's been our captain. Um, and he's, he's really picked up. I've been able to kind of put him everywhere. He started out as D and then uh, moved him to forward. He's been scoring. I think he's on a he's on a streak right now. He's a heck of a um, Michael Fantoni, number 13. Um, his whole line uh, with Griffin, Barker, and um, uh John Feeney, uh, that's a heck of a line. That's our second line. They've been really picking up where where um, we need them. We needed them to. Um, they're again nothing, nothing special, nothing fancy, but they do the right things. And um, yeah, I, I think our whole defensive core have been. They're they're probably pretty, some of our strongest. I think just consistent players. So Malcolm Johnson, um, Zach Roberts, Zach Schubert, Blake Hearn. Um, we're kind of tight on the D, D core end. Um, we've had kind of quite a few, quite a few injuries here late, but um, they're playing really well and they play well together. Um, and they bring a lot of offensive threat from that back end. So um, really, our whole team. I'm excited to watch and see how we do. But those are some de- names and some players that are definitely we're looking forward to, to tomorrow night and seeing how they handle it. With club hockey, is there any element of scouting other teams? Like, is there film? Is there any way to mm-hmm. to view what the other teams are going to do? Like, do you have expectations of what you think Missouri is going to bring into this game that, that could be challenging for you guys? Sure, yeah. So there is. Um, as much as you can, we try to do live broadcasts of all our games home in a way, right? Not every single club does that to allow you to kind of look at what um, – what they've been doing. They just got done with the, uh, like I said, the, the mid America collegiate hockey associations tournament. Um, they just finished that. So we're coming off of last weekend. So I have been watching and I watched them, um, play those games. So I, I know kind of what, what going into this weekend, uh, or I'm sorry, going into Thursday, what to expect. Um, but it is, it's kind of what you make it to. If you can scout all day and they might change something up. Um, and they also might be saving stuff people for for the national tournament um so you can and at the end of the day though it's it's about what your team brings and what you guys can do so um i do as much as i i can that i feel like can help me prepare my team but at the end of the day majority of it is just preparing my team um and making sure that we know what we're gonna do um i don't you know 
I don't really match lines. I don't really, um, I, I try to just prepare us. And like I say, um, play the game to the best of our ability. And, and it's served us well, um, through my tenure, uh, that they'll, they'll match us if they need to, and we'll go from there. So then we'll from make that, adjustments as the game is needed. But. Yeah. So, so from that standpoint, just internally, what are some things you guys need to do well? What are going to be some keys to, to you guys coming out on top tomorrow night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we really got to stay out of the box. Um, like I said, I think we are a discipline team, but we, uh, we can tend to take penalties. So staying out of the box is going to be huge. Um, making, like I said, keep the play in the puck to the outside and pucks in deep. And we worked on our four check and trap quite a lot this last couple of weeks um, for practice uh, where we can really make a big difference in this game is controlling our offensive zone and keeping the puck in there. If it's uh if it's a hundred, you know, if it's 200 feet away from their net, from your net, you're not, they're not going to score. So keeping it in, keep the pressure on um, play physical, hard hockey, but um, everything, just keep everything. I've been saying all season kind of focused and focused intent um when when you're on the puck um and if we do that we'll be we'll be good we're talking with anderson mcconnell the head coach for the ku hockey team again that game on thursday night at cable dom arena in independence you can still get your tickets cable you can hear it on klwn um what is this rivalry for for you and the team what what does this mean to you guys yeah. Um, oh, I think it's huge. I think ever since we started, restarted the program, um, it's it. They've always we put this on. It, what it is and what every rivalry is is it's a good teams, two teams that truly do have a past of wanting to beat each other, but they're also they make each other better. Um, for a long time, that they they beat us, and then for a long time we beat them, and you know it's been a back and forth. But uh, I think through the progress of these games and these continued just annual, you know, border showdown games. Um, what it's done is really allowed for each program to progress. And I appreciate that. So um, I want, you know, nothing more than to beat them, but at the same time, I really do respect them. Um, and I think that's what every rivalry really brings to the table. So I, I'm excited for it. It's a physical game. Um, it's, it's, again, it's two teams that really, they don't like each other. Um, they want to beat each other. Um, at the end of the day, though, we do. We wish them nothing but the best. Um, and and I know that's the same for them, uh, for us. So, but it's yeah. When 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 the puck is dropped and then when the between the whistles, man, it's it's pure out. Um, we want to win. We want to beat them, um, and not just beat them, but physically, you know, um, bring it to them in every way that our game allows for you to win. So. Well, everybody loves the the KU hockey jerseys. Uh, do you do you know you. Uh, ahead of time uh, what jersey are you guys going to be wearing for tomorrow night? So it's a new one. It's with the uh, the the original Jayhawk um, with standing on one leg. Um, it's, they're red. Um, I forget which kind of what that nickname of that bird is, but um, yeah, it's. it's are you talking about looking, the the nineteen twelve one? Yep, nineteen twelve. Correct. So. Um, It'll look great, and it's going to be. It's like I say, they're all red. Um, Mizzou's wearing cream, so I, I, we're pretty excited. We, we haven't worn that Jayhawk yet. We've done the Warhawk, we've done the regular, um, and we've gotten some script fonts. So, but this one is going to be great. Um, we're really looking forward to it. And I'm pretty sure the store 
Uh, the jersey store is open right now. Um, I don't know if that jersey is actually on sale yet, but for the next jersey sale, we will have that. And you'll be able to get those um, for yourself. So pretty exciting. Pretty, you know, one thing that we've been blessed with, that that, that bird and that school has just been an awesome, um, given us a lot of opportunity, and we really appreciate it. We we don't take it for granted. We Every time we step on the ice with that jersey on our, our chest, um, play to win. So we appreciate it. Do you have do you have a favorite jersey? I don't know if it's the ones that you're going to be wearing tomorrow night with with those being new, but do you have a favorite? Yeah, um, I I honestly I really like that those I like last year's Border War jerseys. Um, so I, being a part of the original group that kind of refounded it, I'm a huge fan of the blue uh, Kansas uh, Rangers kind of mm-hmm. knockoffs. Not everybody likes those, but uh, it was kind of our that original group when we were kind of coming together. It's just a classic design um, with Kansas across the front in that diagonal uh, font or, yeah, uh, design. I'm really, and it's what we wear for our ways, and um, we've kept it kind of that way. But I really like them all, um, you know. But, yeah, as far as that goes, I think this will probably be one of my top favorites, these ones we're about to wear. Awesome. Well, Coach, I appreciate the time, and uh, we'll be out there. We'll be rooting for you guys, and – Good luck tomorrow Thank night. You. Appreciate it. We look. We appreciate it, and we uh, rock chalk. Thank you guys for having us. That was Anderson McConnell of the KU Hockey Club joining us here on Rock Chalk Sports Talk again. That game tomorrow, 7 o'clock. You can hear it on KLWN, KLWN.com, the KLWN app. Joel Becker will be on the call here on KLWN. You can also still get tickets to the game. We gave out a bunch yesterday. We can still buy tickets, cabledomarena.com. And if you get a group of eight or more, you can get 15% off your normal tickets. They also have certain birthday packages that you can check out for the rivalry at the rink tomorrow at 7 o'clock at Cable Dahmer Arena. Check it all out at cabledomarena.com. One hour down, two to go. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. We've got uh, Chief Super Bowl Parade segment. We've got uh, some Bill Self postgame audio, KU player postgame audio, Florida Man Mad Libs. Plenty more to come here on RCST. First, we take a timeout. Venue 1235 is a perfect destination for your next social or corporate gathering. Got you covered, located right off I-75 minutes from downtown Lawrence. They're a climate-controlled event space with a catering kitchen, private suite, covered patio. If events going on, so check them out, or you can host your own event with Venue 1235. We're going to get on to our Chiefs Super Bowl Parade uh, conversation in our next segment. We've got Florida Man Mad Libs after that, but uh, a couple things have been nagging Nick lately. So, uh, Nick, oh boy, what's nagging you? All right. Football season's over. Okay. Is that what's nagging you? That no, would be nagging no, 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 me. No, 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 I mean, it is. No, 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 no. Matt Nagy? Well, yeah, it is nagging me. And Matt Nagy, by the way, showed off some dance moves uh, on the stage. <laughs> he he probably needs to take some dance classes. I'm listen. I'm, Maybe I'm from not Isaiah gonna, Pacheco. I'm not here to shame anybody. You know, listen. I get a few drinks in me. I'm gonna go crazy on the dance floor just like <laughs> anybody else. I understand. Maybe maybe Matt Nagy needs to get some mm-hmm. get some dance lessons. You know, a lot of football players do uh, like ballet and stuff to help with footwork. Did you know that? No, I did not. A lot, a lot of football that. players will do like dancing, stuff like that, because it helps with their footwork. I remember the great Lynn Swan, NFL Hall of Fame receiver for the Steelers, used to be like a full time, like you know, growing up, like 
he would do ballet. Oh, really? And they would say that that helped him a lot, like his route running and his yeah. gracefulness, leaping in the air, making exactly. catches. Yes. People don't think football equals gracefulness, but it really does. It mm-hmm. really does. Okay, but anyways, the football season's over. But this has been nagging me for a long time, actually. And it is a new trend if you are watching football on TV, which most people are. And that is that, let's say there is a pass on a third down. And it's a low pass. The receiver goes down and he tries to scoop it off the ground. And it's called a completion on the field. And then, boop, here come the officials. We have to review this play. We need we need to go to review. And then Jim Nance says, okay, friends, we're going to take a commercial break. And then right at the end of here, Jim's, and then right at the end you say, here Tony Romo saying, I don't know, Jim, that's pretty close. And then whopper, whopper, boom, straight into commercial. <laughs> boom. You don't get to see anything. Yeah. You see nothing. Nothing. And then what happens? 30 seconds of commercial, six seconds of commercial. You come back, and it's first and 10 for the other team, and you didn't get to see a single thing of why or what happened. Or the other team is suddenly punting, and you don't even know what happened. Okay? Mm-hmm. So why? Why? Why do we have to go immediately to commercial anytime there was a review? I would like to see a few angles. You get to see, like, maybe one angle, and then it's straight to commercial every yeah. time. Straight to commercial. And then you come back, and it's like, all right, fourth down, the punting. What? I would like to see what happened. What are we doing? Like, what What are we doing? Why are we removing that? Why are we doing that? The worst, because, too, listen, what? when they come go back ahead. from the break, and then they go, well, we're punting. They called it. They overturned it or whatever. Then they, like, never bring it up again. Yes. 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 They just, like, skate okay? by it. And there was... There was an era before this where we did actually get to see replays. Okay? So what is going on? Is it the NFL? Is it the networks? Who made that decision and why? So I don't know where I should lie on this because I tend to agree with you, but also I have been a proponent and I have I've publicly voiced here I'd be okay if we just one game said no replay at like, all. Dude, we already get blasted with commercials enough as it is. Like, at the very least, you could do... You know how they do that stupid side-by-side thing where it's, like, picture-in-picture picture yes. with a commercial? I would be fine with that to, so I can at least see a replay, right? And in this era, like, it's 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 an important part of the game. And you're just going to go to commercial for all two minutes of whatever the replay and then just come back and be like, yep, stands, yep, overturned, that's it, boom, nothing. What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, that's been nagging me all season long. All season long, because yeah, every game I think it that's happens. A good one. Right? Like, listen, replays have become such an integral part of the game that if you're watching a football game, there's going to be at least one replay, probably more than one, right? So it's not like it's something that just doesn't happen occasionally. It happens every game. Every game, there's multiple replays. And I'm okay with that, okay? I'm fine with the replays, whatever. But I want to be able to see them. Like, why are we having replays if I, as a viewer, don't get to see it? You know why? Because I want to be mad or whatever and yell at my TV, even though whatever I say has no, no, the nothing that I can do impacts whatever the call was. I want to have the satisfaction of being able to yell it out at whatever one way or the other. Is that too much to ask? No. Instead of just having to watch Burger King commercials for two minutes. Which, by the way, Burger King stinks. Wow. They were about to sponsor our show. And oh, they were? Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, right, that as one, part of the sponsorship, that, they wanted dude, you to sing the Whopper song. I every have been day. waiting to talk about that all season long, man. Okay, every single. Is day. there anything else? Anything else you need to get off your chest? 
Okay, there's one other thing. Hmm? All right. Yesterday for Valentine's Day, Juju Smith-Schuster tweets out a pretty funny Valentine's Day card thing that's with James Radbury. It says, I'll always hold you. Or I don't even know exactly what it was. You know, making fun yeah. of the fact that James no, Radbury No, I think it said, helped. find someone who will always hold you tight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what it was. Whatever, right? Why are people mad about that? What? I don't understand. What are you getting mad about? Like, there are people that are like, oh, this could affect Juju's free agency. What? Yeah, I wouldn't what, go that far. What is your deal? It's a joke. Like, who cares? Yeah, I mean, part of it like, is Like, even a if joke. I were a Philadelphia Eagles this fan, be I would be like, I'd be, I'd probably be like, yeah, but it would, that would take up like three seconds of my day, and then I would move on with my life. Yeah, I, so I tend to agree with so you. So I don't understand what, what's, what's the deal here? I, I do get the side of it, though, that's like a little bit like James Bradbury was so like gracious in the loss and having to go through that. Like, <laughs> he that's, was. That's he the was. worst moment of a sporting career. And to like fess up and like actually not be like this wasn't Eli Apple. You know, this wasn't Eli Apple yes. who loses a game and gets burnt toast every game and then like talks a bunch of crap. <laughs> this is a guy that like was an all pro player and made a mistake and fessed yeah. up to it and said he yeah. did. Yep. Like, why Why are we going to throw this guy under the bus? Like, I don't know. Okay, fine. That doesn't feel sure. nice. It okay. doesn't feel nice. I just, I, here, okay. I just don't understand having really, really strong emotions about it one way or the other. Like, whatever. I would also agree you with know. that because but it's a small meme post nature, and that is what Twitter is. That's you know? the nature of social media. That's the nature yeah. of Twitter is something that should only consume like two seconds of your day suddenly like defines an entire argument of like, forever it's, yes it's it's annoying yes. it's annoying. so that's what's nagging me too is that people you see something on twitter just if you don't agree with it or if you don't like it just scroll past it that's mm-hmm. the beauty of it and then you forget about it mm-hmm. boom you're done that's it well one thing not nagging me oh man super bowl parade the review thing really got me going mm-hmm. good well but she's won the super bowl so i'm very happy there we go very let's mellow. talk about the super bowl parade we got some audio we'll get to that coming up next we have Florida Man Mad Libs after that. This is Rock Truck Sports Talk on KLWN. Depending on it. We got another edition of Florida Man Mad Libs coming up in about 15 minutes here on Rock Truck Sports Talk with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. And uh, we'll have the KU women's basketball game interceding a little bit into the show today. 6 o'clock pregame, 545 here on this edition of the show. So the Chiefs had their Super Bowl parade today. Yep. It was fun. It was cool. You, you yeah. said you went last time. Yeah, I went in 2020. That one was probably a little more miserable from the weather Yeah, it was cold right? and snowing mm-hmm. uh, for that one. So I think I haven't seen like any official numbers, I think. But I think this one was there was more people actually at this one uh, because the weather was a bit nicer. But yeah, it was a great time. I, I, think, uh, I think I left Lawrence at like 6.45 in the morning, 6.30 in the morning for that one. And okay, if I remember right, the one in 2020 started at 11. This one started at 12, I think. Uh, but either way, I ended up standing in the cold for like four hours. Uh, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was, as far as I could tell from watching the coverage of this year's parade, this year's parade was basically the same as in 2020 when I went, where it, it looked like pretty much the same route too, where they just come down with the big buses and it was a lot of fun. You know, they have guys throwing confetti and stuff, and then they drive into Union Station, they do the little rally. Clark Hunt speaks, Brad Veach speaks, which that was the same that was the same as 2020. So that all basically everything as far as I could tell from just obviously I wasn't there this time, but as far as I could tell it was pretty much the same setup and same deal as as the first one was. Uh which which is cool, you know, obviously besides the weather being nicer. So, yeah, when I went it, it was fun. Uh, it's definitely an all-day thing. I I skipped all my classes that day when I was at KU. 
to Thank go you to for work. not skipping so, work today. Yeah, no, no, I wasn't going to skip work today. But yeah, I skipped all my classes, went to it, and it was a good time. But I think, this is just my opinion, you know, everyone has different opinions. I think, uh, especially after watching it now and seeing how it was like kind of basically the same as it was in 2020, I think my opinion of parades is, uh, of the championship parades is like, once you've been to one, that's, you know, it's fun to say you've been to one, but I don't really feel the need to like go to all of them. You know, yeah, like it's, the, it's not theory. something where you're going to get like stimulated enough. Like it's it's more of a I've been there, I've done it. It's an experience as opposed to like obviously it's really fun and it's really exciting, and it's definitely one of those things that it's really cool to be mm-hmm. like, hey, I've been to that. But like, is it something you need to go to every time it happens? Yeah, maybe not. Now also this could be coming. This could be coming just from our perspective of spoiled of holding our noses Chiefs fans of like oh well, we're gonna have a bunch more parades and then you know <laughs> you know but like yeah it's cool it was no, cool it was fine. exciting and obviously it's fun for the players and the staff and the coaches and everybody to get have a chance to get recognized that's kind of the coolest part to me I think is actually is like the actual parade you know obviously there's like buses with the like Mahomes and Kelsey and those guys but everybody that was a member of that team gets a chance to experience that yeah right? And, you know, obviously not everyone gets a chance to experience being on the field when the when you win or whatever at the actual Super Bowl. But the parade, it's literally everybody. Everybody that's on staff, everybody that's on the team, everybody gets a chance to experience that, which I think is cool. Yeah. Uh, so it's really two parts. It's it's the buses and then it's the stage. Yeah. Uh, so, some kind of funny and, and cool scenes from the buses. Uh, you could see Patrick Mahomes was having the time of his life. He was feeling it. They had the yeah. – uh, there, there was one of, like, Mahomes – chugging a beer there was um Holmes like i don't know looking very intoxicated wobbling around <laughs> there was uh the like you know how they have plunko they had like a mini plunko board but they called it drinko i, I don't saw know how that the game worked but it yeah, looked interesting that. and fun um <laughs> i i i think it was like you pour the beer into it and then the person at the bottom has to figure out yes, where, where it's the beer's gonna, go. gonna come down to, to drink work? it i guess i don't really know that's kind of cool I'm not really sure. And then uh, Patrick Mahomes at one point went to the porta potty and he got a standing ovation as he left the porta potty, <laughs> which was kind of funny. Um, yeah, Juan Thornhill was was feeling it on an interview. He was kind of going off. Uh, Justin Reed, I saw in an interview with uh, Channel 41 and NBC, kind of going off. Isaiah Pacheco got out of the bus and he was just like dancing the entire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was like, you know, Michael Jackson like moonwalking. See, I feel like place if, to play. If I were in a Super Bowl parade, that's what I would do. It's like. I'd be like, man, I don't want to be on the bus. I'm going to get down and just yeah, be walk fun. around and hang out. It with felt everybody. like a lot more of them got off the bus this year than the previous year, and they were uh, out there and giving high fives and stuff. There was some last year too, but yeah, maybe, maybe not as much. Kind of mm-hmm. that might circle back to the weather thing. Like it was cold and kind of snowy. Yeah, you had uh, probably warm. Travis Kelsey and his mom were on the bus together. That was yeah, kind of cool. Really wholesome. Also, yeah. Travis Kelsey had a Bud Light chain on, which was certainly funny. Uh, speaking of the some of the apparel they were wearing, I, I thought the offensive linemen did it best. So you had Joe Tooney wearing one that said, and this is a quote from uh, Orlando Brown after the game, or maybe not a quote, it might have been a tweet, which I guess, I don't know, is it the same thing? Maybe, I don't know. I guess it's the same uh, thing. Joe Tooney, it said, zero sacks, put it on a bleeping shirt, T-shirt. Trey Smith had one that had a zero in huge writing, <laughs> and then it said sacks written underneath it. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah. And, and I think uh, Creed Humphrey had that one, too, yeah. Yeah. So it uh, must have been like a matching one. They did print out the T-shirt, I guess. Uh, then on to the stage, where that was an interesting start. You had, you had so Mitch Holthus comes out at first. Makes yep. sense. You know, he's yep. kind of the moderator. That's voice how it of the was team last year, too, yeah, or in 2020, yeah. Yeah. 
Then uh, after that, I would not have got Mike Parson, the governor of Missouri, came out. Or no, no, I'm sorry, I missed it. Uh, Quentin Lucas came out first, the governor of Kansas, or the mayor, no, governor, of Kansas mayor of Kansas City. Yeah, which okay, I understand. And then the governor of Missouri came out, and and you could like hear some booze in the background, and you could hear some. Yeah, like, I don't. I'm trying to remember. I don't know if if he made an appearance in 2020. But like whether you whether you like Mike Parson or not, whether you voted for him or not, like. Why is, why, why is he, why is he, if he wants to be there to go to the parade, you know, more power to him. But like, why is he there speaking? What does he have to do with the Chiefs? I don't I, care about I'm, this I'm, at all. I'm not really That sure. was so boring. That was so weird. Um, it felt like we were going to get like a state of the nation address or something. And then you had Tech 9 come out there, do a couple songs. Um, I don't know why there was a national anthem. I missed that part. I didn't even know that happened. They had an actual national anthem, which like what? I don't know. Are we about to go play a game? I, I don't know. What what just happened there? So there were, there were some weird stuff that happened. It felt like uh, I was getting a little bored, a little antsy there watching yeah. you know, Clark Hunt, great owner, great dude, but like I, I don't really want to hear him speak. And you, I, I understand there, he has listen, to. You I know, suck whatever. You got to suck it up. That's, then, you're just, I know. You're just I, just, I want to hear the players. I want to hear the fun stuff. I want to hear the players. That's fine. And then you have Mark you, Donovan. You got to suck it Brett up Veach. and listen to everybody else, right? Just give me the players. Give me. It felt like we had all our vegetables first, and then we got out of the way, and we got to the real meat. Yeah, fine. Sure. Okay. And uh, here's some of the audio we want to share. We'll start with Andy Reid, the head coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. This one a little shorter, sweeter to the point, but here he is speaking up uh, on the podium. I'll tell you what, there's some, uh, there's some great cities in America, um, but there's no place you'd rather be and no greater place to be than right here, baby. You are the kingdom, and let's give it one for the world. How about those cheese? That's what we're talking about. I'm very proud of these guys on the stage, very proud of our organization. Very proud of all the guys that Brett Veach mentioned. They're out in the crowd here. We have uh, the number one, not very, not very often are you able to say you're the greatest team in the world and have the greatest players in the world and have the greatest organization in the world and most of all, the greatest fans in the world. We love you, man. Okay, so that was Andy Reid. Um, and then that led into some of the players. That one, obviously, a little more, uh, you know, uh, Andy Reid, okay, not a drinker, though, so know, it's going to be more. Uh, yeah. Okay. We'll say the real I, I know you just wanted to gloss over Mark Donovan and uh, Brett Veach and Clark Hunt, but I did think maybe the best quote from the whole thing was from Brett Veach when he said, uh, "He said the direct quote was like, this is what a rebuilding year looks like,' and he was holding up the Lombardi, right? Like, yeah, that was pretty sweet. It was. was pretty sweet. Now Patrick Mahomes said something similar afterwards, which. As I mentioned, Patrick Holmes was very inebriated, which, you know, yeah. more power to him. We saw that from Tom Brady a couple years ago. Yeah. I guess this is what happens. He's become a dad, probably doesn't have as many nights where he goes out and drinks. He has a good time. You know, yeah. Not as good of a tolerance anymore. Here is uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes up on the stage. Kansas City, how we feeling today, baby? How we feeling? Kansas City with the world champs, can I get a hell yeah? Hey, we just want to say we appreciate everybody that's here today. We're back again. We're back again. Before we start this season, the AFC West said we were rebuilding. I'm be honest with you, I don't know what rebuilding means. In our rebuilding year, we're world champs. We're world champs. 
I just want to say we appreciate everybody here today. Arrowhead Stadium's one of a one of a kind, and we just want to say Chiefs Kingdom is one of a kind. So give a round of applause for everybody that's standing here today. And before I give it to the main show, Travis Kelsey, I just want to let y'all know that this is just the beginning. We ain't done yet. So I'll make sure to hit y'all back next year, and I hope the crowd's the same. Appreciate y'all. Let's go, baby. <laughs> All right, so that was good. So uh, he was having a good time, feeling himself a little bit. But like you said, the main show... <laughs> Travis Kelsey. The guy everyone wanted to hear. Yep. And he delivered. Let me take you back to 2022 in the month of maybe April. Maybe. Guys were getting signed left and right. The haters were saying that the Chiefs would never make the playoffs. <laughs> the haters were saying the Chiefs were done. <laughs> If you knew the Chiefs were going to win the division, let me hear you say, hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, now. If you knew the Chiefs were going to get the number one seed, let me hear you say, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I knew it. You knew it, but they ain't know it. If y'all knew that Patrick Mahomes was gonna win the MVP. Let me get a hell yeah! If you knew the Kansas City Chiefs were gonna have the best offense in the National Football League, let me hear you say, oh! Na 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 na! That's a good one right there. I like that one right there. If you knew Chris Jones was going to be the best defensive player in the nation, let me hear you say, oh! Nah, nah, nah. That feels so good, don't it? Let me hear you say, oh! Nah, nah, nah. All right, all right, all right. Hey, Chiefs Kingdom. We do this for you guys. I want you guys to genuinely know this. We do this for you guys. And we love every single time you make Arrowhead shake. Woo! It makes me feel like, oh! na 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 In all reality, this was the best season of my life. I owe it to you guys, I owe it to the guys on this stage, I owe it to everybody in Chiefs Kingdom and the organization that we've be able to, been able to create. Everybody's asking this is a dynasty, it's been a dynasty. Y'all just ain't know this until now. Believe that feel that and it's Chiefs Kingdom forever, baby. We love y'all. Alright, so that was that was great from Travis. And then at the very end, Mitch Holt is trying to wrap it up. I don't know why they didn't <laughs> want to give the, the mic to Chris Jones okay. if they're running out of time or Real they just quick thought on he was the, say something. Uh, no, 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 stuff. Yeah. It's because of Master P. That's what that is. <laughs> okay. Pa uh, Andy Reid said that Master P was one of his favorite rappers. And I think uh, one of the songs he has that, right? That's good. That's what he, that's why he kept doing that's that. That's good. Uh but yeah, so here's Chris Jones basically his teammates being like, Give him the mic, give him the mic, and then he takes it. <laughs> give it to him. Give it to him. Give it 
Travis Kelsey, it's one thing we gotta do, baby. <laughs> it's one thing we gotta do for our right to fight. Okay? Run it back! Run it back! Run it back! Run it back! Travis, hey, and Trail, end this thing how we supposed to. You gotta fight for your right to I love that then. And we go and party. <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh, they've already been partying. Yeah, they're having a good time out there. So that's Chief Super Bowl Parade. <clears throat> we got uh, some Florida Man Mad Libs coming up next. This is RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. This is a Rock Chalk Sports Talk News Alert. Office say this man sold crack to an undercover police officer all while wearing a shirt that said Coke on it. Ever wondered just how crazy headlines can get? And now the Broward Sheriff's Office is looking into this one. So if you recognize the defecating deviant dropping deuces on driveways, give Broward Crime Stoppers a call. Our headline experts have you covered. 42-year-old man was arrested for riding his bicycle on the front lawn of a Naples home and telling a woman inside he was an FBI agent. This is Florida Man Mad Libs with Derek Johnson, Nick Springer, and Sam Speck on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. What's up? Welcome back into another edition of Florida Man Mad Libs on Rock Chalk Sports Talk. A little earlier today, that's because we're out a little early, 5.45 for pregame coverage of uh, KU Women's Basketball with tip-off at 6 o'clock here on your home for the Jayhawks with KLWN. So, with Nick Springer, I'm Derek Johnson, and joined once again in studio by Sam Speck. Well, and we owe the people what they were missing last week. Thank you, gentlemen, for kind of a mutual bye week as we had. I think you were out uh, with some celebrations. A friend had a wedding or something like that. I had an illness. Uh, a bachelor party, yeah. bachelor party, there you go. And Nick had to hold <coughs> the services down here. So, Nick, thank oh, you yeah. for keeping the ship running, by the way. But oh, of course. We are back, and with Vengeance, Vic, uh, excuse me, Nick, with the current lead of 4-3-2. and two. That's four wins, three losses, two ties between the two. But the aggregate points, that was your big pickup just a couple weeks ago. 38-33. to 33 Hey, right Derek. Now. So, what? A little pregame interview for you. How does it feel to be a loser? <laughs> we still have That's weeks to come. So, That's so. just mean. What's mean about that? I'm just, I'm, mean. I am a hardworking mean. journalist. You're, I'm asking you're mean. questions. You're not, not a nice guy. Not a nice How guy. does it feel to be a loser? How does it feel to be a jerk? It does it? Oh. I'm the one doing the I'm doing I'm doing the interview here. I'm the one asking the question. So we have uh, a couple of weeks ask. left. Uh, by the way, we have 13-week seasons with that mutual <laughs> bye week, so we will have three more after this, by the way. Um, so I believe so, right? That would be – or four more. How so many you want to do? So we've got three more plus the championship week that we have for this current second season. And Nick, yes, is in the lead. For you at home, here's how to play. The first question will be a headline, which is a legitimate headline, one redacted word. You'll have to guess of the three options I give you what that redacted word is. Then we get to the second round. There's Two redacted words of a legitimate headline that could be up worth of three points. So, gentlemen, are we ready to go here for yet another great week of Florida <coughs> Man Mad Libs? And I'm ready. I don't know if Derek is ready or not. Oh, I'm no, I'm not ready, but I'm ready enough. Uh, Derek, ready enough. well, and again, sometimes it just comes down to luck, but also strategy. And it looks like Nick's been putting some effort in on the off days as well. So, round number one, Florida Man Mad Libs. Let's get into it again. Just one redacted word here from this legitimate headline. A Florida man opens up 
blank in front of arresting officers. So this could be a number of different things. Can of whoopay. Well, and that was uh, that's actually kind of one oh. of the answers here. Florida man opens up a can of beans. <laughs> randomly enough, who knows what he was doing? His crotch or a See, beer in front of arresting officers. Yeah, that was my first. My first thought was that he like unzipped Crack. the fly in front yeah, of there the you go. officers. <laughs> He tried was, to pee on him. Well, I don't like, know. I disrespect I, you. I don't know. <laughs> but I, the beer is interesting, too, because, like, what if it's, like, a maybe he, like, he's got pulled over for, like, a DUI, and he's, like, just wants to have a, one more beer before he, he heads <laughs> you know, downtown. I've heard of people saying uh, before he heads that downtown. when they get pulled over with liquor in the car, they'll drink it before the cop gets up to the window to prove to say that they were already and not currently driving before. So they will make sure that the cop witnesses him drinking the beer at the current time when their park their car was parked. And in some that in some states I'm not following So I, so I think the idea I mean here is, is the like, like, this is a stupid idea. But basically <laughs> the person is going, you're going to come in here and smell beer on me. So if I'm drinking it right now, maybe he'll think this is my first this beer. This was my first one. Exactly. So they try and say uh, there's no way that works. That is no literally way that works. the dumbest, it's the thing dumbest I've ever idea. Heard. But you never know right, when I'm gonna, beer's involved. With this one, I'm going to go with the crotch. I'm going to go with he's unzipping his flat. Okay, Nick's going with the crotch. He's opening up his, Florida man opening opens up, his, up uh, blank in well, front no, of the resting officer. I'm going to change my mind. Because okay. you wouldn't say open up your crotch if I'm going to go off your logic. Opens. Off your logic there. I'm changing my answer. I'm going to go with can of beans, actually. Okay. Be- oh, can of beans? I am going to go with the beer. I think maybe it's a celebration and he, um, I don't know, did something illegal. Like maybe... Whatever. And so he uh, had one beer, and he was like, you know what? If I'm going to get arrested, I'm going out with a buzz. So, Well, and here it is, full unredacted and a little context to the story. A Florida man opens up a beer in front of arresting officers. So Derek coming away with one point there. Good guess by both, but this was uh, on a public beach. Of course, uh, there are aluminum cans allowed, but within uh, public intoxication, this man was uh, beyond the limits, and when asked to uh, discard of the remaining of his beers and <laughs> things like that, he just decided to crack the, the rest of his inventory and finish off the job. So, Florida man opens up a beer in front of arresting officers. One point to Derek there and to those at home who are playing with us. But again, we are now on to round two, which has three different questions, and those three different questions have two redacted words from them in the headline. So, here it is. Again, a potential of three different points that you might be able to get. One per word or three in accumulation. Florida man fights off a blank to save a blank. Or excuse me. A Florida man fights off a blank to save his dog, quoting, I blanked him off. So there is going to be a lot to break down. And let me start from here. the beginning here. So a Florida man, we'll start with the first redacted word. Florida man fights off a blank. So we are okay. dealing with some sort of threat. Something. Here. To save his dog, and then quotes to the paper, I blanked him off. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. A lot All to right. break down here. Right. So here's the so first redacted the first word. Florida man fights off either a wild boar, a black bear, or a bobcat to save his dog. And then quotes to the papers, I blanked him off. <laughs> I I don't think it's a bear. I don't think it's a bear either. Black bears are actually pretty common in Florida. Really? I did I did the research. Yeah, but they're Bores, but they. Bobcats, I don't think a black bear is. I think it would be it would run away. Hmm. You're not wrong. What if it had a had a cub around it or something? I mean, unless like it was like cocaine bear. 
God, I, I saw previews but, to that. Uh, that looks okay, wait, so Black Bear, yeah. Bobcat, what was the other one? Uh, wild, wild Boar. Wild Boar. Like hog. I'm going to go with Wild Boar. Well, yeah, they, they are rather aggressive. I will yep. give you that. Yeah. I'm going to go Bobcat. Okay. Bobcat it is for okay. Derek. Okay, so lock it in for you two yep. at home. Lock it in. Florida Man fights off either a Bobcat, Black Bear, or a Wild Boar to save his dog. He quotes to the papers, I yanked him off, I kicked him off, or I ripped him off. So, just again, kind of an action verb. This one's going to be tough because it could be a mixture of all of them. It could just be the dialect. could be what this guy wanted to say that day. Was but it? Okay. Kick, so, you chose boar. It can't be ripped boar. off, right? If why, you why chose not? boar. That's a big I mean, why couldn't it be ripped off? Because the boar isn't like, okay, the, the bobcat might jump on top of the dog. The, the bear might grab the dog. The boar oh, could, be, could be ripped like, off. The boar could be like on top of him, like mauling him or whatever. I don't tusks. think that's how a uh, boar works. With its tusks. See, this I is think, why I, I aim these. It doesn't matter. I didn't pick boars. So I don't have <laughs> so, to So, again, ripped, um. yanked, or kicked off of the... And, by the way, the dog survived. I'm going to go have, with kicked. His name is Russell. I'm going to go with kicked. Kicked, okay. I think so he kicked him off. My it. first thought was kicked because I did bobcat, and you can, like, probably punt a bobcat. <laughs> Um, I don't think that's. I was just. I don't think that's true. I, 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 think that's true. I don't. I was just envisioning the scene from Anchorman where. Oh my god! <laughs> the guy, like, <laughs> it's only funny because the dog lives, but he like punts the dog. You know what I mean? Oh um, yeah, Russell's alive. Yeah, uh, Russell's yeah, 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 was yeah. his name. The dog's name, by the way. He's um, alive. so let's see. Uh, so it was mm, either a bobcat, black bear, or wild boar, and was either ripped, yanked, or kicked off the animal. I'm going to do a kick. I like kick. Right, he's going okay. with kick. So both of them going with kick. And here is the full unredacted headline. Florida man fights off a bobcat. So Derek coming yeah. away with one point here to save the dog. But here's what he quoted to the papers. I ripped him off. Mm. So Damn. quite literally kind of a primal uh, instinctual action as a dog owner. You go and just, like, just grab, grab him, him and just rip him off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, But Derek coming away with another Dude, point there. I suck. Well, you're still up. Only a two-point lead, though. You're still up. And only a two-point lead. we got two questions Uh here. Very low scoring, by the way. Uh, Here it is. Another two-redacted headline, two-word redacted headline. Florida man who blank a gas station identified after he left his blank behind. So... There is a verb or at least an action that's going to happen in the first one. I have a pretty good idea of what I think this might be. I feel we'll like see. the second one's going to be child. Oh, f- <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, it's going to be okay. like credit card. Florida man or who... Driver's license. Uh, a Florida man who either crashed into, oh boy. broke into, or vandalized a gas station was identified after he left his blank behind. So yeah, this let's start is... with the first one. It was, again, either vandalized a gas station, crashed into, or broke into. Okay, so crashed I, involves a I vehicle, feel like maybe. it's not vandalized, because why would you just, like, what? I mean, why would you Who vandalize a gas station? station, right? Yeah. No, I agree. Like, if you're going to vandalize it, just break into it, which in that case, we'll just choose the break into it option. Hmm. But crashes into it is interesting. See, I'm wondering if he crashed if his he, car. If he crashed into it, and then, and then he left, left the like, car. his... What if he left the car? He just left the car. He just got out and was like, oh, no. Could he didn't know what to do. Could be, yeah. Mm. So, again, vandalized, true. crashed you pick, into, or broke I feel like if you pick crashed into, you're going to kind of pigeonhole yourself, though, with the second part. Yeah, I think you're right. So, I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with broke into. So, Nick locking in with broke into a gas station. It could again, be crashes into, though. Vandalized, crashed into. Again, that kind of entails that there would be either a vehicle or a larger mm-hmm. a larger object that would be involved as like well. I feel like a lot of gas stations are op- open really 
long hours. You know, some yeah. are even open 24 mm-hmm. hours. So it's like yeah. it's harder to break into if it's always open, right? So I am going to go crashed. Okay. Um, there's a lot of areas you could crash into. Do you crash into the convenience side? Do you crash oh. into one of the yeah. Yeah. Pumps, no. you know? and I, I I think it might. What if he's like an ATV or something? What if it's not a car? <laughs> it could be. Who knows? I, I see what you're thinking here. So, again, Derek locking in with I'm going to go with broke into, though. And Nick is locking in with broke into a gas station. You at home locking in. Identified after he left his driver's license, his debit card, <laughs> or a utility bill behind. Oh, man. <laughs> so... Of these three, how was this individual identified? And he was okay, actually since very you picked crashes answer. into, I think utility bill makes the most sense. He's in a car. He leaves the car behind, but he leaves also the utility oh, bill. Oh, I see. He's got all of his yeah, stuff in the, in the car or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Car. yeah. I'm going utility bill. Okay, yeah. so Derek Lockin in. But see, the right, first two answers bill. were ones this you predicted yes, before it started. This is tough because I predicted that two of these answers would be in there. So now I'm questioning which one it might be. Either debit card, driver's license, or his utility bill. I think we'll it's... See. I think it's more likely that it was his debit card than his driver's license, so I'm going to go with debit card. Okay, so Nick's going to lock. You're locking in there. You're locking yeah. in utility bill. Here is the full unredacted headline. And boy, love what? a comeback story. Florida no. man who broke no. into a gas station identified after he left his debit card. Bang! Bingo! At the buzzer! I'm, I'm gonna, telling you. Bang! I, I, regardless I, of which the first one was, it would have been a better story if the second one was utility bill. I like, who carries agree. around their no, I, utility no, I bill, you know? Well, you had, a good, you had a good answer to that, though, because, again, there's sometimes where you open up your mail and you leave your bill behind and you got Black Hills sitting Yeah, on you the, throw it in your glove box or, or whatever. Like yeah, on Energy, your whatever. Mm-hmm. And then on your drive home, you're mad that, you're in a, that your utility bill is so high that you just have road rage and you black out and you crash into a gas station. This is why I love playing as the house, gentlemen. So, Nick, with Don't worry, I'll have one for you at the end. Three job on the question number three or the redacted headline. So let's get into the final one. Three to two now. Nick with a slim lead, but Derek, plenty of time to tie here for this week. By the way, this comes from Georgia. So a Georgia man tries to rob a blank while wearing a blank on his head. (laughs) Okay. So there's a lot of options here. So a Georgia man tries to rob, here's the first redacted word, a home. Okay. Simply enough. Straightforward, yeah. A gas station or a GameStop while wearing <laughs> a blank on his head. I'm going GameStop. I think it's going to be GameStop also. Here's why I think it's going to be GameStop. I think it's going to be GameStop because I think the second part to this is going to be this guy's like some video game nerd guy who's mad that he didn't get his game. And he's video probably going to be wearing nerd guy. He's probably going to be wearing some like thing on his head that relates to that. That's what I think. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I am a little worried it is gas station and that that's the theme this week. Could be a theme. You know? Yeah. But I, I was going to go GameStop. Thing. Well, and I was thinking honest, gas station could be the theme. You look also. around the nation, one of the most uh, burglarized and, and vandalized places is a gas station. Gas station. could be yep. in stores, so certainly. But Georgia man, this isn't in Florida, but okay. it's in Georgia. Georgia man, Close again, tries to rob either a home gas station or GameStop. They both locked in on GameStop, which, by the way, you are correct. So, we'll just go ahead and put that one okay. out there. There we go. That. This is the last uh, question, correct? Last it is. Question. This is so the last question. So, if I get this right Nick gets it wrong, you I win. win. That's right. If I get it right, I win. And, and if you neither of us get it right, you then win. Then I still yeah. win. So, okay. So, so, this is for all the morals. Yes. Um, yes, indeed. So, he is either wearing a scream mask, like a Halloween, yeah. uh, Halloween scream okay. mask, yeah. a plastic bag, or a pumpkin on his head. Mm. A cord out, like a cord out pumpkin. Was this story from October? Um, no, it was actually from about a month ago, uh, January. Mm, 
<laughs> Maybe he is a Florida man, but it was in Georgia. But Georgia so I'm going to let you go first, Nick, because I need to pick something different than you. Okay. Georgia man tries to rob either a home gas station or GameStop. I they chose I, GameStop I, while I wearing. Mean, dude, a plastic bag? Like, what are, what are we doing? Like, what? <laughs> Trying to choke what? yourself or something? I don't know. <laughs> and I'm going to. They're mostly transparent, too. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. But it, it, it actually, it serves. The only purpose it serves is to make the situation worse for you. You don't gain any benefit from it. There's no benefit to wearing a plastic bag on your head. None. Zero. I don't yeah. understand. And so, for that reason, I think it's the answer. Okay. Oh, so you're, you're locking in on on plastic bag. Okay. On a, Again, plastic bag, a screen mask, or a pumpkin over his head, and attempting to rob as they locked in on GameStop there, which is the correct answer. Yeah, so I, I honestly think it's the plastic bag as well, but I can't pick <laughs> it now because um, I've, I've set myself up in a deficit here. So just to be different, I don't think it's pumpkin because – if it's if it's just a month ago, most pumpkins you're going to buy are in October. Those those I things feel like are that's bag. cheating that he told us what when the story was from. Well, I did. Oh well, it, it was you it, knew it, was it too. A month ago. Um, that's a fair plane. I try to give some. You know? fine. Okay, uh, fine. I think that not a lot of people just have pumpkins lying around, and again, they go bad after a certain amount of time. So if Maybe. I can't pick plastic bag and I'm not going to pick pumpkin, then I guess I'm taking scream mask. I think scream mask might actually be the answer. We'll see. Well, are you go, are you locking in? No, I'm, I'm going to stick with plastic okay, so bag. I think the mask could yep. be. Let me go with the screen mask. Here it is. A George man tries to rob, as we had stated, a GameStop while wearing a plastic bag yep. on his head. Let's go! Quite what an idiot. Let's go! Uh, uh, you know, there's those times wow. where you see those those pictures Got of the, the people that, that hardly even have anything over. But yes, he was caught. Very shortly after, by I the told way, you, that it doesn't it make identified any sense. immediately. There's no, you don't gain any benefit. So coming away with yet another victory this week All is Nick a six wow. to three big win after the kind of slump in the first two rounds. There you come back with. Don't let me get hot, Derek. I, I do have one. I do have one. Don't let me get hot. Good, good. Yes. All right, one to finish. Miami cops arrest peaceful protester in blank at public park event to unveil Commissioner Carollo's $1 million taxpayer-financed art project by his blank. Mm. <laughs> this is a long one. Yeah, that is a long one. Miami yeah. cops arrest peaceful protester in blank at public park event to unveil Commissioner so Carollo's... So when you say peaceful protester in, like is, is it some, are the options like he's wearing something? It was basically a peaceful it? protester protesting to this commissioner who spent a million dollars of taxpayer money... To for finance like his, an art project of something I for see, like his daughter. Okay, so what are the what are the three options? What are the first three? Um, first okay, in, so the yes. Okay, so Miami cops arrest peaceful protester in blank, chicken costume, hazmat suit, SUV sized golf cart, chicken Holy costume. Holy cow! Um, I don't know. Chicken I feel costume. like considering the times and considering the crazy, I got to go with hazmat just because that would. Uh, there's a lot of folks out right now that are trying to prove something, that are trying to say something, that are trying to do whichever. I've seen a lot of that. Chicken suit, that's generic. The hazmat suit, I gotta, Ch- I gotta stick with my. Chicken head. suit's generic. <laughs> generic. Wait, you, do that, you just that, see that, people walking around in chicken suits all the no, time? No, but it's a prank. What do you that's mean? Definitely, that's definitely like a prank. That is type not of, type no, of thing. Like no. It's a, I absolutely disagree with that. There's a video online of a Chick Fil A where there's this chickens and cows going at it like yeah that's chick-fil-a that's like their thing yeah oh and you don't see that in hazmat suits so hazmat suit it is there we go all right <laughs> okay so you picked those um i go so hazmat yeah. miami cops arrest peaceful protester in blank at public park event to unveil commissioner carollo's one million dollar taxpayer finance art project by his fourth wife children's charity and favorite local manager raising cane shop children's charity Oh wow! Um, children's charity. 
now I feel really bad because chicken suit and raising canes makes makes a lot of sense at this point because oh, that's true. I like pick chicken said, suit though. You, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm I, no, but he was protesting. So if he oh, was so wearing he was a chicken protesting. suit, wouldn't he be in support of this? So I'm gonna go thing? canes then. So he's protesting a a a bad you know area. I'm gonna go canes what? then because hazmat suit and canes. He's out there what? protesting. He's, he's I'm like going, some okay. EPA, like you know, environmental or or what's the uh, what's the pet one? Peta. They got Peta <laughs> out there. You know, he's he's trying to condone for these chickens or something. So I'm going hazmat suit raising canes. That's mine. Are you sticking with charity? Okay. Miami <laughs> cop. The correct answer. Miami cops arrest peaceful protester in chicken costume. Bang. At public park event to unveil Commissioner Carollo's one million dollar taxpayer finance art project by. His fourth wife. His oh, fourth wife. Okay. Nick, you got me. You got me. I was unsuccessful there. Yeah. This is what's fun. I'm glad that you bring these questions up. I'm on a roll, up. though. I'm glad <laughs> you bring these questions you up are. because as the originator, don't you have fun kind of putting oh, yeah. them together? Oh, yeah. Together. And oh, yeah. also a being a part of it as well. Thank you guys so much. Florida Man Mad Libs, yet another week down. Nick, the winner, 6-3 to three this week. We'll see you next Wednesday here on KLWN. Boys, again, thanks for including me in your fun. We'll see you next time. Right, it's just too easy back. for me. It's too easy for me. He's on a roll. I'm Derek Johnson. It's too easy. Two hours down, one to go. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. KU Basketball Audio, next. Thanks for listening to the Best of RCST podcast. And a reminder, you can catch our show Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 live on KLWN in Lawrence, 101.7 FM, 1320 AM, or anywhere you're online at klwn.com or the KLWN app. Thanks for listening.